you ever have any contact with the German civilians? Oh, yes. But of course, I couldn't talk German, you know. Mm. But uh, my buddy that was with me, this budget, he could talk. Oh, yeah? Like I was telling you about that little boy. Board, I'd give him candy and stuff, he'd say, good morning, Powell. I go, I can remember that. He always said. <coughs> Would he live in the house that you guys were right across the street. And that lady done her, done my washing and stuff, too. I'd pay her. She well, how come they didn't kick her out? Well, they were on that side of the street, they left them stay. Oh. We stayed, all all of us was on one side, and they and on, their, on the other side across, they left them stay in there. I suppose maybe some of the people, the house we took, might have moved right in with the neighbors. Yeah. It helped one another out. Well, that's a nice, that's a nice country. That's a clean, neat place. Everything kept up nice. You remember what town that was? Oh boy, I don't. I sure don't. Let me see if I can find Germany here. That was just a little small village. Darmstadt? Sounds like it all. Darmstadt, huh? Hmm, this one German lady comes from a place I think it's sounds like that. Who knows? Maybe we used to know each other. Well, you know, you're kind of a disadvantage when you can't talk. I couldn't talk German, they couldn't talk English. It's probably Paul, Paul's kids. We weren't supposed to either, though, really. We weren't supposed to have anything. Absolutely. Oh, no, they had big signs up. You bet, but you weren't supposed to. I would they find that little town, that would, oh, I'd never find that. When the MPs would see you talking with Germans, would they get mad or something? Their, their job, you know, you weren't supposed to have big signs up. Not to fraternity. That was against the rules and regulations. <coughs> oh, to, to find that, I, I don't know. No, that's okay. So, would you stay there in that one town till the war was over there? Oh, no. Well, we'd keep moving up as a. As a uh, because they would take to different places. You know? And you just we keep following. And they would still put you in people's houses. But a lot of times we might be, oh, I suppose if the, if the airstrip was close to what they were trying to knock out, you might be there two, three months. You know, stay in the same place. Stuttgart, I remember that. Frankfurt, of course, we went there. Mannheim. Mannheim? Yep. That big bridge was blown out across there. How'd you get across? Well, they make that, uh, engineers had their, make a bridge, you know, on how floats. Long, how long did it take them? Oh, of course, I didn't know. When we got to, of course, the bridge was in, see. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're just on regular, looks like pontoons. You just set them on in the road and you drive right across it. But they're regular guys, that's all they do. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. When the bridge is blown out, they're in there right now putting another one in. Kind of like the CBs in the Pacific. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So where did you end up at at the end of the war? At the end of the war, Antwerp, Belgium. Antwerp, Belgium. How you went back to Belgium? Yep. From, from Germany, went to Belgium. Because the air base was. Why I don't know whether they were. Whether, uh, I would uh, I would say that's where all the people were going and then they shipped off. Depart, depart no, I mean, uh, where were you when the war ended? Ah, uh, I can't remember that No, 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 no. Did you ever see any Russian guys? No, I never did. I when I when I went I went ahead of my buddy and, and and he stayed there and he says he see a lot of the Russian guys a lot of them. I never did I was out of there I was headed for home quicker than he did now why I don't remember I had more points I guess they had a kind of a point system set up you know. mm -hmm. and uh, I was lucky enough to well, a lot of guys went ahead of me too what you call the days. How long was it before you went home after the war ended? Oh, not long. But we got to Antwerp, Belgium, and one day I went up to the up to the service room there, uh, uh, looked at the bulletin board, and here they had my name, not my name, but the heavy equipment operators they were not going to let them get out. They were going to hold them for a while. You just pray for it out of here, I'm going to be stuck. Well, Jesus, he's got them damn uh, guy driving them trucks dime a dozen. I said, what the hell? But that was the orders that was there. And in about three days, I went up there again, and it was down. Oh. I thought, boy, I'm going to get stuck here now, I suppose. But, uh, you know, they operate so funny, you don't know what's going on. One day it's one thing, and another day it's something else. You said you remembered. You don't ask why, you just do what you're supposed to do, that's all. You said you remembered your uh, serial number? Oh, yeah. What is it? 37177406. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Yeah. Why? Why won't you forget it? Well, because you've, you've said it so many times. You always went by number instead of by name. Well, you know, them dog tags, everybody remembers it. But see, that's 40 some years ago, and I still remember that. Isn't that funny how that's sticking you? Just because you did it so. Yeah. Repeated it so often. It's just there, and I don't even have to think, it just, just comes right out. Did you remember too? Yeah. I didn't think about that just now. I remember I had to write it on all the letters. All the letters too. Really? Yeah. Well, what kind of, how did you get mail out? Did you? Oh yeah, we got our mail pretty good. Sometimes it would be a while for it to catch up with us. Mm -hmm. But, uh, of course that mail, that was a big thing for everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Here, here from old. Ever seen any of them big wig guys? See what? And you see, ever seen any of them big wig guys going around, all the generals and stuff? No, not too much. I what didn't know. Well, a, a lot of the Hollywood guys have seen them. Oh, really? You so Jack Benny and some of them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, old uh, 
What was that famous boxer? He died. Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. I got pictures of Jack Benny in that gallows with him when they were on that tour. They'd go around and put on shows for the different uh, different outfits. Who's it free? Oh, sure, all that stuff. Bob Hope. They done Bob Hope done a lot of that. So Jack Benny. Then uh, Joe Lewis used to put on a little uh, little exhibition, you know, fight with different guys. Of course, you know, he couldn't just crown them, you know, but he didn't do that. Just just for a little exhibition. That was impressive. He's younger days. So uh, how'd you finally get home then? By ship again. Well, that. When you saw the order was down, finally he got. Oh yeah, and then a few days, then they, you've got to uh, uh, lay out everything on your bed that you're going to take home, and put your barracks bags and everything, you know, so you can and make out a list of everything that you're taking with you. Like I had some pistols and stuff, you know, I couldn't take no ammunition. They wouldn't let you do that. I had to leave that mine. And uh, and they check it over. They okay it. They'd sign it and you put everything back in your bag. Still got the guns. Yes, that's yeah. a German yes. What's all the bayonets? Bag of German bayonets. Really? Yeah, Swatskas And, uh... What'd you do? Did you I find guess, them? Or yeah. You find them? Got them. Uh, my buddy used to drive for, uh... for the captain of our outfit. Mm -hmm. And they'd go in these different jails and different places where they made everybody take all their stuff. And, and put it in a box. You know, they wouldn't allow him to have anything. You know, he was a German. No guns of any kind. Mm -hmm. and he got a lot of that stuff. Pick it over. <laughs> well, you got some German guns too? No, I haven't. I did have. I had a hell of a nice Luger, and then I went and traded it off. I wish I had them. See, it was a nice one. Those are nice guns. Oh, man. you bet they the are. Three or oh eight? What's you called? bet. Well, they call it a three. Uh, three eight. Uh, eight, 88 mil, or what is it? 8mm. Eight 8mm. Eight yeah. Gee, they're a nice I'll never forget when I had that when I was shooting it. So. And you know what, when they eject the shell out, you know, you know how they are? Yeah. yeah. The spark comes out like this, yeah. and I was a hole like that, and boom, I got it right in the... Really? <laughs> I was an A one, you know. We didn't have nothing to do that afternoon, just, you know, and we had a lot of that ammunition. I'll hit that son of a... Boom! Gee, you just raised a ram me right <laughs> good, Uncle Paul, real good. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we uh, when we went up into Africa there, just before we left, you know, drove monster cats with a lot of guns. A lot of ammunition laying all over. So we went down to the beach, you know, and we just burned them old guns up there. Brrr, you know, and then we run out and grab some more. <laughs> Yeah, that's what. Waste. Yeah. Well, okay, just rusted away from it. Well, sure. I never did see it, but they said they took big bulldozers and they big, dig big, deep pits and stuff towards the end of the war. They run jeeps and everything, just dump them in there and cover them right up. I never did see this personally, but a lot of guys tell me. Because it was too costly to take that stuff back? You've probably heard about that. Oh yeah. 
they just take them bulldogs and they big, big, deep places. Put them jeeps, good jeeps and stuff right in there and cover them. They couldn't haul all that stuff back. You know, it'd just be too expensive. Thousands of miles to go with that. What would they do with it after they got it back? Well, well they just didn't sell it. You know? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't want that on the market. Yeah. You know? It seems too bad, doesn't it? Yeah. They said tools and everything. Kick her in there and take the little and cover her up. But I suppose that's the orders it got. But I never, I was no, at no place where I ever did see that happen myself. But a lot of guys talk. Well, did you have any fear that you were going to be sent to the Pacific Theater once? Or? No, I know that we was there and we'd be there. You knew you were going to go home? Huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, once the war was over in yeah. Europe, you knew you were just going to go home. Yeah. Huh? Well, the whole war was over. Oh, even the Japanese That's when they dropped the, the bomb in J Japan. So after the war, you spent two or three months in Germany then. Well, when the Germans surrendered. You know, it takes a while to get everybody out of there and get things done, you know. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, well, all right, goodbye today and you're on your way home tomorrow because it, it doesn't work that way. Man, they got to ship guys to these different staging areas and you've got to get the boats and have to get them back. They just don't. Maybe, maybe a boat's a week, ten days away coming to get you. Well, every time they land and get in there, then they get you and get you over there and get to There's a lot to it. Boy, I was happy the day I heard that was over. Everybody hollered and yelled. And that was kind of big. When the German war was over or when the whole war was over? The whole war was over. Uh, they always told you when you go over there so long, and they would replace you with somebody else. Once you was there, you was there, it was over, that's all. Did you, well, when That you wasn't true, of course, with infantry guys, but, you know, because they really had hell. Some of them get shell-shocked, and they just, they have to get them out of there. But the guys that were more behind the lines, they didn't have all this, you know. Well, yeah, they had a rough lot of time, but you know, you think about it, there guys up in the front and you thought, boy, you were in heaven, oh. sitting in the back. Well, somebody had to be there, too. Yeah. You had to have somebody there. I was just fortunate that I got into an outfit. Well, sure, some of them outfits got wiped out, too, you know. Yeah. It happened to be in an area where the straight bombed. So you're lucky you never saw any German planes come to attack here? Nope. Never, never did. Yeah, yeah. Never did. Okay. I've watched them from the school when they would uh, win to try to get in Naples Harbor. You know, but boy, the old anti-aircraft gun, them big balloons sticking up there, they really, they have a hard time to get in. Mm -hmm. They really poured to them. But never, we never was scared. Never lost a guy, like I said, only the one we lost was on a motorcycle and get killed. Riding a motorcycle. Just wrecked his head. Yep, got killed. There was 210 people. Was it the same 210 
through the whole war. Yeah. Same guy. Pretty, pretty much. Well, each guy had their job and they were assigned to him. Got it down to his science almost. So. Like I was assigned a certain truck and I was the only guy that drove that truck too. That was my job and that's what I done. Some guys were assigned to uh, Jeeps and that's what they done. Some guys signed a two and a half ton truck. Had one guy that signed a two and a half truck and he hauled people all over and that truck, I mean, he kept that thing. Just looking like a million dollars all the time. He was so proud of that truck. Just as neat and clean. Everybody remarked. Would you guys write names on your trucks like they did on airplanes and tanks? Like oh, some of them had some names. You didn't on the airplanes, they had all pretty all the pilots did. Mm -hmm. Some girl on there or something. All the little marks that all, all the German planes they shot down. Yeah. Well, how often... How what was like the attrition rate for the pilots that you guys service? Well, you'd, you'd service different groups, so you probably wouldn't really know that. Right? You mean what? That? I mean, how, like you'd send off 50, 25 fighters maybe, how many would come back? But oh, so we never knew that. Never knew that? Oh, no, no. Well, you might have known. I never knew how many planes left, unless I would sit there and Con them and knew what you don't. You were hidden. You wouldn't have that. They wouldn't leave you at that information. But I didn't know when they were circling overhead. I knew there was something wrong because they didn't do that. So yeah. They were waiting for orders and so the runway and everything was cleared so they could come in. See? Then I knew the fire departments had the trucks running and they were all getting ready to go. See. But the minute they hit the old runway, boy, they were right out there. <laughs> there again, they had a lot of these corrugated runways, you know. These metal corrugated strips, they laid down, and that's what they, that's what they used to run off. Mm -hmm. Boy, I'll tell you the sparks and stuff in front. Well, I'll bet. Hit on there and shoot. But we had a test pilot in our office after every plane was worked on or whatever was done, you know, they'd take it up and test it out. And I've been going I've been going down the road, you know, with a gas truck, you know, going we were going after another load of gas. And then son of a gun would see us, you know, and he'd come swooping down you know, just as fast as he could go, you know. Go right over the top and go, Oh <laughs> You'd like to die. There's crap out of you. What we do was, you know, because he'd oh. done that so many times and he knew our trucks too, you know. <laughs> Boy, he was a good, he was a good, uh, really a good pilot. That was his job, that's all he done was testing the launch. Huh. They'd go down that runway, you know, and it seemed like he wouldn't be any higher off the ground than that, you know, just going wide open. Then all at once he got a Fifty-one to be a smoker. Is that what you had in Africa? Fifty-one, yeah. Eight thirty-six hundred. Yeah. Oh, nice plane. Yeah, they're 
friend of mine I told you about that's got that B-17, he's got a P-51 too. He has it. And a P-40. What else he got? He's got an A-6 Navy plane. They got five or six World War II planes. You probably get into that anyway. I know if they come down here to Holland, you know, I'll we'll have them look you up. Maybe we can get you some tickets to the air show for the Confederate Air Force. They'd probably like that. I've been down there quite a few different times. Yeah. yeah. When they have the air shows? Well, no, uh, ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Go in there and look at all the planes. Well, I could maybe get you some tickets to that, because he always tells me, hey, come on down to Texas. And yeah. We'll get you in the air show, man. I mean, yeah, sounds good if I ever get down there. Yeah. Tell him, yeah, get the tickets. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him, I will. Yeah. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. Maybe he can't either. It's worth a try. You'd enjoy it. He flies yeah. in it. Yeah, P-51, his dad's got a P-51. Uh, they just tried to... Well, I don't know if they did it or not. He said, uh, last time I talked to him was a year ago, and they were getting ready to do a around-the-world trip in their B-17. Fly it around the world. Mm. That was a good old plane. Did you service bombers? Never did service bombers? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, they did. did. You? At times, yeah. At times, they did. But mostly fighters. Mm -hmm. mostly fighters. I've seen them B-17s come in, you know, with the motors out to they can really, they can really uh, keep them things flying. Right? B-26, hot, really hot in the night. A lot hotter than the, than the 25 and the 17. They come in as the whole tire was just a squealing. Hmm. They were known for that time if they come in hot. So how's the boat ride home? Mm -hmm. How's the boat ride home? Good. Was it leisurely? Lot, you know, when uh, uh, you never get rough or anything in the water, get rough, start to get a little sick, I'd go right up to the top, get up to the top, get a lot of air, and then lift it over. I said, oh, guys, get so terribly sick. Food good on the ships? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two meals a day is all you got. That's the time you do it. That's all the time they'd have to, to feed everybody and cook. Two meals a day. And I've been in lines where guys would get sick and you're waiting, you know. Food to get your food? With you your mean? trays and stuff, waiting to get your food and all of them. So, so guys, couldn't help it, you know. Gee, you know, then your appetite went over. You had to eat something, you know. When, how, where'd you land then, when you got home? I was trying to think what the name, do you remember, Audrey? Where, where I come in on, on, I got that on that card in there, I mean on that big you slip of paper. It was Virginia, wasn't it? Yes. And you came to that place in McCoy, Camp McCoy, Camp Wisconsin. McCoy, Wisconsin. I was trying to think of that. I was telling you that. That's yeah. where we, that's where we Would you got another ship? In, or no, you take no, 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 train there. Yeah. yeah, to Camp McCoy. Then we got there, I knew there. We had her made then. 
Audrey was in uh, Oregon. Oregon? Portland, Oregon. Who you know? She was working in the shipyards. You were? Yeah. Were you one of them Rosie the Riveters? You was an electrician, wasn't you? No, ships. Yeah. I was an electrician. Yeah. I was have to go to work for Jim. So. No, I wasn't. Well, yeah, we used to wire boxes and stuff on boats, you know, the big old capstan boxes. Well, we got something. You had all them little screwdrivers yet that yeah. you had with. What was that lady's name? Uh, uh, Anna Lee Lee, do you know her? She oh. was in Portland, Oregon. Anna Lee. Lee. She's in Portland, Oregon. She's a welder. Well, at the time, by the time she got to Portland, she wasn't a welder. She was a... Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. Talking to her. I thought you stayed in Minnesota and was a teacher. Oh, I did it first. You got that on? Yeah. Oh, still. Let me show it up. No. you want to do that. Then you were discharged, huh? Yeah, discharged then. Then you were back into the old American mainstream. Boy, oh, yeah. was I glad to get out of there. Didn't like the army, huh? Well, you know that is. You're overseas and you're under certain conditions, you know, and like. Well, what about you? And um, was life like when, during the war for you? Was it well, first I taught. And then we went to the Portland and worked in the shipyards. Um, what's he said? That's about all there was to it, really. Everybody would just sit and wait, you know. There was all, every little bit of news you could. And there were so many rumors that all. Oh, all the time during the war you talked rumors. about? Rumors. Well, how was uh, male? Was good for you, like male? Yeah, male. Yeah. No trouble talking to your husband. Huh? No, never talked. Never could talk to him. Male, yeah. They know what come to me. Did you ever get censored stuff? Mm-hmm. You knew they had a policy. You would just as well not write it because it would, it would be odd if you did. Some of them would have... Well, they'd have to have a template. Some yeah, little... Sure. Uh, kind of a little cold maybe, you know, but I remember one fellow that his wife lived with him, he was somewhere, and in the postscript of his letter he'd start the first, uh, like the PS, he'd start with the first, the first letter he started with, 
would be a letter in the word. Now, like this week he wrote it, he'd say it, start with a T, for instance, and next week he'd start with an I. And then, anyway, she figured out he was in Tinian, that's a little island, see, from the way he. Tinian, yeah. Yeah. So oh, we, that's the way he done that. Some of them would say, uh, well, we can see the spires of. Uh, the double spires or something of this church and this woman knew that her husband was there because she'd been to Europe and had seen this particular church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the way she told the told people she was really here. <coughs> Would you have a car or didn't you could have rash gas rationing, you could only get I don't remember how many gallons it was even, but you had ration coupons. You didn't have a car, you didn't get coupons, of course, but if you had a car, you was mostly for work. That's all you did in the project. Mm -hmm. So you live right close to the plant? No, I used to drive a bus, or uh, take a bus. Company bus? No, I was a private girl. Since I came from Milwaukee, Oregon, and we were working in Cooper. Washington, plus the food by this, it was housing the wealth. Try to walk up the hill a little bit. So I'm not sure how much money you have. I should say this. It cost you a few dollars, huh? Paul? Yeah, you know, hmm? It says it in front, in the inside cover, which it costs. Twelve ninety-five, of course. I did. That's what it is. Twelve ninety-five. I don't usually pay attention to money. Especially with maps, they're expensive. I thought five dollars thought it was cheap. That's a really good answer. What, sure? It's got. See, like this is really thing I really like about all this stuff. You know, it's got all the. You know, like agriculture, population. Oil, all this junk, it's yeah. really interesting yeah. stuff. Is that a Minerals. Good, is that a good or a rare? Good, good. Yeah, we had those in school when we had hard covers. Those are good. Give it all. I would have gotten it. One had I known. <laughs> well, so how did you two finally get together when the war was over? Oh, I came to Minnesota. I left uh, Portland and came to Minnesota. Was it run by the defense plant then, right? Government? Yeah. Government mm -hmm. is a defense car. They were building flat-out carriers. Well, big old fast ones. Well, they were small. They weren't the big, big carriers. You, know. you want to send this to you right here? Oh, yeah. I might put some of this stuff you're saying on there. I might see it. I don't know. Some of these people have just been so interesting. Right? See, like you, you know. You never read that in the history book. You never no. think about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I never think of this anymore. You know, it's so long ago. After all, it's a chapter in our lives. It's closed, really. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I thank you for sharing with me. Now read ten pages. Yeah, it's about ten pages. That's what they've been averaging. I have one French guy. Boy, he could really ramble on. Twenty pages off that guy. But he was a, he was a
Think I'm done. Well, he probably had a lot of stuff to talk about, too. I mean, he probably been there a lot. You know? Yeah. Well, he actually, you know, he was a medical student during the war. And he really noticed things. His mother was American and his father was French. And they met during World War One, And uh, he was really articulate, you know, he really objective. And he noticed all the things that was going on all yeah. the time. He yeah. said one thing that I'd read in history books was about the the resistance that the French, the communists and French, you know, they're pretty big, it's a pretty big political group. And he said that what I had read in the history books was that they were some of the first to start resisting. But he told me that in the underground in Paris, they had signs that said, there's no reason for you to not fraternize with the German soldiers because they're just men. This is the bourgeois war, so let the bourgeois fight it out. And he's just a normal guy just like you. But then later on, you know, they tore down the posters. But he's, well, I wish I had one of those posters because it just tells you that history is written by the people who win, you know. Sure, for Germans, soldiers, they couldn't help it. They're in there just like we were in there. Nothing we could do about it. We went because we had to go. Same with it. They were there because they had to go. Probably just a damn nice guy as anybody else. Well, there were some of them, of course. Yeah. Well, there's some of them in both all the armies. Say, I think we'll eat a little bit before we go. Four eleven. This is good.